Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Back at it again, Inside High School Hoops with my man, Iso Ani, doing big things. I mean, I can't wait to do another episode. We're going to go straight to the clear out. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody uh, out there. And yeah, straight to the clear out with Ani and the Iso. So uh, first thing on the clear out, we're going to go through different topics. Give about four or five topics for Ani to just kind of deep dive into. The first one we'll talk about is uh, the DISD tournament, one of the holiday tournaments. So we'll let Ani dive into that. For sure, for sure. Uh, man, DISD tournament was a fun one. Uh, got to catch a couple games. You know, there was a big-time, say, upset win where a uh, Pittsburgh school of Dallas, uh, I got Corey Henderson, he, uh, they defeated uh, Kimball, and they won. It was a nine-point uh, uh, win. His, uh, his son, Colby Henderson, was fantastic, had 26 points. Uh, <clears throat> the big fella. Uh, forgot his name. Uh, really was uh efficient inside, blocking a lot of shots, rebounding, really owned the paint. You know, ESD is a big team, and they really utilized their size to kind of create some havoc uh against Kimball. Uh, the following day, Dallas Carter, who's been really playing very well, even going into the DIC tournament, and then they ultimately uh won and beat ESD in the championship. But uh, DISD tournament, you know, the first rounds were just. All right, but it kind of got hot towards the end. And, you know, Coach Love has done a fantastic job with that Carter group. And he has a lot of young pieces like Chance per year. And um, there's another, and there's a couple other kids that are just like, you know, you want to see what they look like another year or two from now. But, uh, you know, ESD, they kind of make their run they had and then had the, the right game plan to defeat a team like Dallas Kimball, who was a top, you know, 25 team coming into the season in the country. So, uh the ISD term was a really good one. Colby uh, Henderson, I believe, is a Division One basketball talent. Uh, obviously, we'll see what it all comes out because you got the portal. You have a lot of things coming up, and you know, for twenty-two players, you know, they're you know they're just going to have to play the waiting game and kind of see what they have, and they may not get what they're going to get in a traditional 
uh, uh, recruiting uh, season. But, you know, we talked about that earlier, but just want to really highlight Colby. And uh, Austin Page was the big fella for uh, ESD that really owned the paint. And, you know, at the end of the day, Coach Love, I mean, I just love how the Dallas Carter group gets after it. They, they're they going to press you the whole time. They're well coached. He can play 12 to 15 guys and still be efficient. So a lot of depth in that squad. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Henderson's himself. I think he's a versatile player who can definitely play the next level, has trans um, tr- translatable size and skill, uh, which is ultimately what you look for. He has the pedigree. His brother played at Wichita State and played at Tulsa, had a good career. Dad obviously played at A&M, so – I think it's going to come for him. Looking forward to that. And then, uh, yeah, Coach, man, the first time I, I got to know Coach uh, when he was at when he was at Spruce, the coach that's at mm-hmm. Carter. Um, I love, yeah. Uh, coach Love, man. He was at Spruce. We actually signed a kid from him when I was at Collin County, my first full-time job. Uh, he's never changed up, man. He can always coach. He kind of always has those dudes with a chip on his shoulder. I love he's at Carter because he kind of was at the school early on in his career where he had to – Hey, he had to have that chip on his shoulder, mm-hmm. which wasn't necessarily that. But uh, now to see him at Carter, uh, he still has the same chip, but a little a lot more talent uh, that comes through there traditionally. Uh, let's go next to the tournament that everybody was buzzing about, and that is always a big buzz. Uh, sure. And if you ever go to the hospitality room, then you get to get some of that free water burger in your life. So that's a beautiful thing. But let's talk about the water burger tournament we had the number one versus number two play each other essentially a national championship level game but there was also some other play that went on in that event that was also really good right before we get into that the hospitality room wasn't due to COVID. wasn't um what yeah it wasn't wasn't what it normally was they they had chips and cookies but no 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 line whether your your burger getting made you know that's that's a bad look I think, that's, I think of Whataburger tournament, that's one of the things that, like, people look for. You get free Whataburger, you know? Right. You like, eat Whataburger any other time. You're going to get it at that point in time. You're going to be like, okay, I'm either with this or I'm not. Some people think it's like the in and out for Texas. Some people think that. It's, 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 it's world-renowned in that regard by some people. By some people. Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, every time I go to Whataburger, I have to wait in a long line. Right. So right. The, the, the go to the Whataburger tournament, I don't have to wait in a long line to get my food. This is uh, true. But, you know, it, it was it was a little disappointing, but I got some chips. I got some what ranch jalapeno <laughs> chips and some cookies. I was good to go. Uh, but, the play, but the play made up for it on the court. You get uh, plenty of sizzle on the court. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like even, you know, the one versus two, Duncanville versus Richardson game. Uh, you know, you had a lot of like seeing Den Geyer play, uh, Waxahachie, and uh, uh, Waxahachie had a really good game um, against uh, Richardson in the semifinals. I mean, though, you had South Grand Prairie, you know, you had a, a freshman Cameron Curl who kind of popped into the scene, and you know, right. people are talking about there was a it was a time, it was just an event and a week of just seeing a lot of really good basketball and seeing some kind of some kids emerge from the underclassmen like Jeremiah. Green and Jordan Lowry, uh, guys that have been really consistent, for, like staying on topic. Then guy like Kyron Lindsey, who I think is one of the most undervalued players nationally. Um, I'll go ahead and say that super productive. Every time you see a stat line, it's 24 points, 14, 15 rebounds. Lefty, that's athletic, good mid range game. I think he's going to be very productive at UNLV day one. Um, 
But, you know, you just had, you had a lot of talent. And so fast forwarding, going to the championship game, uh, which is uh, Richardson versus Duncanville. You know, you had Casey Wallace, uh, Rylan Griffin, and, and uh, Timothy Jordan that's uh, at uh, Richardson's with 2023. And then Duncanville, you know, they got a they got a horde of just talent, right? <laughs> From Ronald Holland, Ashton Hardaway, Anthony Black sat out for a time being. But, um, you know, you just had a, you had a lot of mixture of talent, uh, Eric Demings. So, it was a one or two possession game throughout. Uh, Duncan had an early lead. Richardson came back, was having like a four or five point lead. And then going into the end of the third quarter, um, everybody's like the room starts even buzzing more, right? Like it's crowded at Mansfield Legacy, but you can kind of hear a lot of chatter. So Anthony Black gets uh, off the bench and go to the locker room. So, you know, I get a text saying, hey, I heard AB got cleared. I'm like, what's going on? So I'm in the media table. They're talking about it. Um, and we're like, man, there's no way. There's no way. But we're like, why would he go to the back and go to the locker room? Like, you know, this guy's coming in like Clark Kent. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Come to the game and save the day because Richardson was up by five. That's and, Superman. Uh, coming in like Superman. Yeah, it's coming in like Superman. So, you know, everybody's like trying to figure out what's what. But, uh, you know, it took a while for him to get out of the locker room. He did get cleared, by the way. But it took a while for him to get to the locker room because he was trying to find a size 14 shoe because he had his Jordans on. He did not have his basketball shoes on. So eventually he just decided, hey, I'm just going to hell. I'm just going to wear my uh, Jordans and uh, I'm going to go after it. So in the fourth quarter, probably like six minutes left in the fourth, he comes in. Richardson's still up by five. And, uh, you know, didn't, not, not even really much of a score, just a rebounder, athleticism facilitator. You know, it's a ball game. It's a, it was a ball game, but now it's tied, right? And uh, it goes to OT, uh, but Case and Wallace, you know, he, uh, if you ever seen like Superman cartoons, which I did back in the day, like Superman will come in, try to save the day at first and get beat up. <laughs> um, yeah. It was kind of one of those situations where Case and Wallace didn't let the return, you know, spoil their, uh, spoil their, their game and their, uh, their goal. So, you know, Case and Wallace is fantastic, changing speeds, making jumpers, defending multiple spots, just really gritty, uh, getting it done and on both ends of the floor. And at the end of the day, Richardson won, held on and won an OT. And, uh, you know, Rylan Griffin was really good. He kind of faded back a little bit towards the end, but he hit some big shots down the stretch too. And he was very good defensively. I think Rylan's defensive uh, prowess is actually, you know, has actually been shown. I think that's like an underrated uh, improvement no that uh, people aren't talking about with Rylan. He's actually very willing to defend and get after it. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, do you think the game, and I'm sure many people feel like this, do you think the game obviously would have been different, but how different would the game have been if uh, Anthony did not have to pull the Superman and change shoes and got to play the entire game? Um, I think there would have been a difference. You know, people, the way Duncanville plays is so much different when he's on the floor and when he's yeah. off it. Um, but I I also, like, there's many factors into that, right? Because I've been Be, Being that he's a guard, he's a playmaking guard, one of the better guards in the country, obviously it would be different. But I guess the question is how different would it have been? Would the outcome have been different? Uh, I think the outcome would have been slightly different. Probably Duncanville wins by four points. I, I think – Richardson having a game plan against um, against Duncanville with AB on the court, yeah. the way they defend is different, right? Uh, but I think 
you know, what Richardson was killing Duncanville was inside with Timmy Jordan just getting a lot of offensive rebounds. When Anthony Black got in the game, there was very less, you know, opportunities for offensive rebounds. So I think that's where I think it would be like a, I would really say a four to eight point game. Duncanville wins with Anthony Black. But with AB coming in, you know, there are minutes taken away from somebody like Ashton Hardaway, uh, you know, just because of size, like, you know, he made four threes, right? Does he make four, you know, that threes with AB on the floor? And I think so, because it just makes life easier. But someone's minutes are getting taken away because AB's out on the floor. And does, you know, does that potentially hurt spacing or yada, yada, yada? You just don't know. But I think Duncanville wins at the end of the day. Do these teams play again in the state tournament? Uh, Yes. They'll they'll play in the final four for sure. Like I I just, especially with AB cleared again, it's very hard for me to see Duncanville lose. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Richardson is just so upperclassman heavy in, in, in experience that, they may find they may go through some struggles, like you know, on in a certain round, but they're so experienced, they've been there before, so they'll know sure. how to figure out and navigate. Yeah, they got two of the best guards in the country, right? Uh, in the same backcourt together, arguably best backcourt in the country. They've now I think they are. I think they are. They've taken down Duncanville, they've taken down AZ Compass. Um, I think you got to give them the nod until somebody else proves otherwise. Right. Um, so that's the Waterburger tour. Anything else to sit out for you there before we move to the next one? No, that's about it. And then, so next we'll go uh, with kind of that district play. District play is here. Uh, Texas Hoopers, we we like to talk Texas more than anything. Uh, District play is here, and that's when you get to see the rivalries, the matchups, the whole nine. So let's talk a little bit about that before we go to the last clear-out topic. Yeah, so uh, district play, I just want to talk about district play overall. Like in in Texas, it's such a – it's fun. You know, the gyms are packed. The games really matter, right? Like every game matters, but these games really, really matter, especially for playoff seeding and just making it to the playoffs. So you're seeing close games, <laughs> like again, t- games that you probably say that team's going to win by 15 plus or one to two, three possession games, right? Uh, game planning and uh, strategy and taking uh, things away from the other team. Just you, you see that. So I just love how the energy district play is here. And I love the coaching that comes about. Um, you got to bring it every game. So, you know, like yesterday, Lancaster beat Kimball. Uh, sorry, Nick. <laughs> I know I've talked about Kimball in two losses in this episode, but, you know, Lancaster, who you wouldn't project to beat Kimball, but, you know, Farron Douglas has seen Kimball, has played against Kimball multiple times, got a lot of film. You know, his boys are starting to peak at the right time. And, you know, if you're a team like Kimball, you know, you're getting everybody's best shot. So that's kind of what I'm talking about as far as just district play overall. Uh, you had like Grapevine in a, in a tough, took a tough loss to Richland Hills. Uh, and that's a battle. It was like a six point game, 73 67. Uh, you just have a lot of like, even when you go into, like taps and you got the Bishop Lynch versus the JP twos uh, SBC, you know, when you got green Hill and uh, like when they have to they, they do the tournament, they got to play Houston Christian. I mean, just from top to bottom, just their battles. There are, there are a lot of battles. I think that guy was in a close one uh, last week. Frisco Memorial was in a, was in a hard fought battle. It was like a three, four uh, point game, but uh, you know, the teams that are on top of the district are on top right now but there's a lot of fighting going on as far as jockeying for position 
And um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see like where everybody seeds in their in their uh, district at the end. I think Faith Family will probably have more of the easier road <laughs> in district than most majority of the people, and probably a, like a four horse O D Wyatt. But I mean, these teams are really battling. I mean, there's re- there's a lot of really close games in um, in Texas right now in these districts. So you know. It's it's fun. It's fun to watch. I mean, even if you don't, even if like evaluate, like, well, there's not a lot of like plays at a certain level that I go look at. I just like being at the games because the games are so competitive. It's a lot no of really basketball. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I'm, as one part about this uh, Colorado life, I do miss is I don't mm-hmm. get to just pull up like I used to. Uh, no disrespect to Colorado, but not Texas. Um, nope. <laughs> the last one. Not many places are Texas, though. It don't matter where you are. Um, yeah, the NIBC, that is the new thing, the new wave. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some guys I'm going to shout out later when we talk about players, but talk a little bit about this new setup, this new format. Yeah, so it's an eight-team league, and you got eight of the uh, better teams in the country, you know, from La, La Lemire, Oak Hill, uh, IMG, Monverde, Legacy, uh, Early School in South Carolina, Wasatch in Utah, Um I think I already said IMG, but you know you got a um, you got you got some really really good uh, basketball programs, traditional powerhouses, and ones that are just kind of coming up in there. So it's a uh, it's really really good basketball. Like a lot of top one hundred kids in the country are playing. You know, future pros. These games are you know intense. Like the basketball is really good. It's kind of like the SEC of high school basketball. <laughs> I, I said on my show at. Uh, uh, with Ronnie Flores, ball it's like like it's like the SEC of high school basketball, it's just really high level games, and um, you kind of get to just you get a better evaluation of players against light talent. You know, seeing how you know how does Keontae George score when he has a top notch athlete on him? You know, and they're trying to take the things that he does best away. How does he? You know. <clears throat> figure things out and still be productive. Things like that you really see at the NIBC. Um, but I mean it's just a beautiful brand of basketball right now. And the high school the high school basketball. And I, I love that it's being televised. So um, you know, they were just at uh Laporte, uh Indiana, uh, where yeah. La Lou is. Yep. And um, you know, uh, Sunrise, they ended up they beat Montverde and Sunrise has been on a roll. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like that, like you know, they when they came to Texas for bus scrimmage, it wasn't it wasn't a good look. I mean, they weren't very good. <laughs> uh, they, they weren't there. The curl uh, never curled all the way over. No, no, no. And but uh and not at all. But uh they they did they've been doing really, really well. Montverde, uh it's a really, really talented program. Coach Bowles, you know, he gets his boys repaired. Oak Hill's been up and down, but Oak Hill's starting to kind of, I think, starting to click. La Lou's in some really close ones. Uh, IMG, just their guard play, and just their, how much versatility they have on the offensive end just makes them dangerous. And, right. uh, you know, just some really, really, really good basketball right now. It's exciting. Yeah, I love that they came up with it. It's kind of that EYBL version or gauntlet version. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just to kind of try to give you its own uh, flavor. Uh, and shout out to Marcus Sloan. He came up with his own league that Taka Storm is playing in. Yeah. Um, that you guys have you guys started official plays, created. No, we actually will. I should be in your side uh, in your state next week. I'll yeah. be in Colorado next week. So let's get it. Uh, let's get it. We actually did one district game already. We played uh, Spring Creek and it was a close one. We won. So uh, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's a hell of a hell of a conference with a lot of high level teams. Yeah, SWIC, is that what it's called? 
SWI. Yeah, D-S-Y, SWI, AIC. Yeah. AIC, yeah, AIC. Um, who do you play out here in Colorado? Uh, Colorado Prep. So he get so That's what I was yeah. hoping for. Yeah, Colorado Prep, Big Time Sports, Universal Academy, RWG STEM and uh, Sean Dumas Academy in Louisiana. So he gave a, he gave me he gave me the gauntlet in the first session. So all of them come out to Denver. Play? Mm-hmm. Oh, so is it is it kind of like the similar setup where teams come to a certain location, you play everybody in that setup? How does it, how does the yeah? Um, well, not there yet. Like so, they went to New Orleans and played. Uh, we weren't able to go to New Orleans, and they have a Colorado, and then we're supposed to like host district game. Um, and as Sloan is hearing this, I would I would love to kind of adopt the NIBC format where we just play <laughs> three sessions and have a have a conference game. Uh, but Sloan's done a hell of a job. I'm taking not taking anything away. Uh, but uh, you know I'm not uh, not too uh, uh, excited about going to Houston <laughs> for a day of the game. But. It's all yeah, good. We'll, 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 have to get, we'll have to get Sloan on before it's all said and done and talk about the talk about what he's doing in the league. Um he has a vision. He has a really good yeah. vision. I think it's yeah. uh you know, I'm all here for it. And uh, you know, my, my Taka organization, they're really excited about playing in it. So I think there's a lot of promise in it. And there's a lot of high level teams, so that's that's the a lot point. of high level teams. A lot of high so what's the biggest challenge in being able for teams you think to accept to do it? Because you guys don't technically have a district, so He's basically creating that part of the schedule for right. You. I, I just think it's a, you know the traveling part, um, uh, just a lot of travel because you got teams from Houston, Dallas, Colorado, right? Um, you know Louisiana, like Daniel Baton Rouge. So you right. know uh, the the biggest thing is having a budget to travel like right. that, and uh, you know, like I said, that's kind of one of the things that you know, like in NIBC, it would be hard. It's hard, like you know, they play their games there at that right. session and then right. you have a couple of sessions but you know i think the biggest challenge for any program that wants to get in that's not part of a district is you know you're going to have to really have a budget for traveling yep no doubt no doubt yeah let's get to the player shout outs player spotlights player shout outs uh, i'll give a few of these before we start wrapping up the show um i'm gonna go nibc and talk okay. to george uh we all knew keontae and his talent level uh, I just love to see that he's still doing his thing at IMG, leading them to victories, uh, kind of just being the Keontae George that we all know that can get buckets. But it's cool to see him on a national stage like that and not just on the local stage. He's right. He's obviously thrived in that. We've seen different guys, uh, whether it's um, – drawing a blank on my guy's name, man. Uh, first pick in the draft for Oklahoma State. Uh, uh, Kay Cunningham. Kay Cunningham. Excuse me, Cade. Uh, go to that national stage from being in the Texas stage. We've seen many others do it, but it's cool to see Keontae getting in that role and be able to be uh, on those stages, on those uh, with those bright lights, and still doing his thing, still playing well, still putting up big numbers, still uh, making big plays in crunch time. So, got to give a quick shout out to Keontae George on that one, and then I'll pass it to Ani. Hey, him. so my uh, I'll I'll go. We'll stay in the same uh, conference of the NIBC. I go Grady Dick. Yeah. Um, Kansas commit yep. from Sunrise really, you know, guard wing really shoots the piss out the basketball shot creation ability has improved, especially off the bounce, attacking closeouts, getting to mid range game, floater game. Um, just a dog, you know, he also just like he's a competitor, he gets after it. I mean, this is a guy that you have to guard once he gets past half court 
And right. he'll sink a 30, 32 footer and it ain't nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's another kid that is not, even though he's a top 25 player in the country, I think his stock is raised. Mm. Um, and I think he's a legitimate, like, perimeter threat that, uh, you know, you kind of seeing guys like Christian Bond, Ron at Kansas right now, that's being right. very successful right now. And, uh, but, uh, I think he kind of can get into the same mold, uh, and, and, and roll. Like, I think Grady Dick has a chance to make, make a lot of money playing basketball. No doubt. No doubt. And going back to both of those guys, they'll see each other in the Big 12. Kansas and Baylor, they'll see each other. So that'll be uh, – and you can see both guys really transitioning to the programs that they picked right. very well. Obviously, Baylor guards really have a chance to make plays and score, and that's what Keontae does as well as anybody. Uh, and then Grady being able to translate into Bill self system will be pretty seamless, it seems like. Uh, let's go uh, – we'll go uh, national team. Um, okay. I'm going to shout out SoCal. Uh, I got a chance to see them play here – uh, actually in Colorado in the JUCO event where they went undefeated, smacked some JUCOs around, some of the best <laughs> out here. Uh was impressive to see. I know they've made some uh, key additions right. and some, some national pickups, so I'll pass the rock to Ani let you kind of break some of that down. But uh, it's just been cool to see, and shout-out to Jules V and the whole organization and program and what they're doing because uh, Southern Cal really hasn't had kind of that uh, program, but as much talent is in – the state to get a team that's playing kind of on that prep schedule now uh, right. is a beautiful thing. And I give shout out to them for just kind of creating that. And it's, be, it's becoming a wave. Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, Julius V stepping out and, uh, and uh, doing this, especially for these kids. And like you said, first year that they've had, they've had a lot of success, right. You know, and when you're a team in the first year with that amount of talent, there's so many, obstacles you have to face right that yeah. you know the mistakes that you made and just you know dealing navigating through the politics right like <laughs> uh you know it's like who are you you know the new kid on the block you know you got to check this guy and see what's up so i think right. he's done a fantastic job navigating through all that and still making the team successful you know adding vince iwachuku from Monverde. um you know he feels like he's a kid that you know can have a better can play a, a bigger role be be more productive with right. him, you know, thinks it's a better fit uh, for him than at uh, uh, Montverde. And, uh, you know, Amari Abrams has been fantastic uh, this yep. year, you know, who originally committed to uh, Texas A&M, but decommitted and his recruitment's wide open. Um, you know, they he picked up Dior Johnson, uh, 2022 five-star kid. Jackson Kohler has been fantastic all season for him. Yep. Uh, Jalen Reed, who plays for his post-grad team that's uh, committed to Florida. I mean, SoCal, I mean, Julius has done a great job developing guys. Amari Abrams now was not the Amari Abrams I saw right. in June at TABC, right? right. And, uh, you know, he's made him a legitimate high major prospect that has a chance to contribute day one. Right, yeah, you got to love that and love to see the innovation and, the, yeah, just to be able to hit the ground running, you know. Again, mm -hmm. shout out to Callie on that. Uh, I know you had a squad you wanted to mention, so I'll let you – Talk about Milton. I believe that was the school we kind of talked about. Let's mm -hmm. shout out them a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, no, they've been uh, fantastic uh, this this season. Uh, had close games against Montverde. Had a three point loss to IMG uh, Camden uh, in uh, New Jersey. Is going to have to play them. That's going to be a big game next Monday. Big game. They haven't uh, played very many games. I'm sure because of COVID. Only right. five, no Camden, but very 
high-level team. Dewan Wagner's son, I believe, plays for them. Mm-hmm. You know what Dewan Wagner did? His son's cut from the same cloth. Sorry uh, to jump in. No, he is. No, he is. No, uh, Dewan, his son is, uh, is you know, big-time scoring threat with good positional size, get done. Camden's a fun team to watch. They press. They get after you. They're physical. Coach really preaches toughness, and uh, he lets his players have the freedom to get get things done. Um, but Milton, you know, you got Bruce Thornton out there, you know, 2022 kid has been fantastic. I think he committed to Ohio state, uh, been a real big time score for them. Physical guard prospect that, you know, fit, embraces contact, but can really, uh, shoot at a high cliff from deep. Uh, uh, Carlisle, uh, the can, Canon Carlisle, he's been really good. He's a 2023 guard prospect that's been getting it done too. Uh, Milton, you know, they, they're fearless. They get after it. I think they came down to Houston. They whooped on some boys uh, earlier in the season. So, you know, I just like watching them play. I like watching gritty teams that, you know, on a national scale, physically they may not look the part, but when you get on the floor, man, they just they just create hell for you. And I think they're 6-0 in the league so far. So, you know, shout out to Milton. I think they've been doing a really good job. They're, they're not an easy team uh, to play. Because they're just gonna give, they're gonna get, they're gonna bring it to you every night, right? Yeah, we'll jump team spotlights. We'll go into Texas. Uh, I got a mm-hmm. shout out to the Golden Triangle, uh, a place I spent three years when I worked at Lamar. The Rocks in the building, um, and we see the type of players they produced. Um, you know, I think about Nigel Pearson, all-time leading scorer at Texas State, didn't get recruited. Um, I think about um, Kenneth Lofton, who's playing right now. Uh, for La, Te- La Tech, so yeah. shout out to the Golden Triangle. There's plenty of others I'm 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 not mentioning. We'll, we can talk about Stephen Jackson, who's all a smoke podcast and played as well as yeah Kendrick Perkins, who's now in the media. Uh, mm-hmm. He's from the Golden Triangle, so the Golden Triangle has produced some high level players, and they have Beaumont United, who is uh, looking to go get another state championship. I think people almost forget. They don't get the same kind of buzz right now. That's true. Because Duncanville and Richardson are getting so much buzz. But, man, Beaumont United won a state championship last year and still have <laughs> Terrence Arsenal, who's going to Houston, uh, still have Wesley, who's one of the best underclassmen uh, in the state who can right. uh, shoot the lights out. Um, you know, they the, the, the coach has done a great job there since he's been there. I think they went to state fairly early when he got there. But I say all that to say – they won it last year. They're back at it again. I think they've only lost a few games this season. Mm-hmm. The best teams in Texas. So I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Beaumont United. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Beaumont United has been fantastic. They they lost a close one to um, uh, North Little Rock. Uh, yeah. You know, they, it wasn't close, close, but I mean, they they were up to North Little Rock. North Little Rock is top fifteen team in the country. I say yeah, they're top, if not even more than that, maybe even top five. To some right. Point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, and you can argue that for them. So, I mean, Beaumont's been fantastic. Terrence, Wesley Yates, they got other guys that just really fill in, play the role. They're tough. They make they got they make shots from the perimeter and they press you the whole time. They're gonna man up and just get at get after you. Uh my team would be uh Faith Family. Uh, you know, did about shout out, shout out to BT leading the way. Shout out to BT. You know, they 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 were in Vegas for a good amount of time they played in the Tart Classic. Then they came back home. After, and then after the holidays, they went back to uh, Vegas. You know, had a good showing there, and then lost to Bishop Gorman. They beat Liberty, who yep. to me is the top fifty team win. in the country. Yep. 
And then they come in and they beat uh well they lost a close one to Bishop Gorman end up losing by nine but it was a one or two possession game all the way through you know it's not easy you know for you know for those kids to fly out there play tough games fly back home <laughs> a few right. days and then fly back and then you're going to play in a team that's undefeated and it's a top twenty team in the country right. uh, but you know I think BT's done a hell of a job with his boys you know losing a kid like Jordan Walls most teams would take a step back, but I feel like they, they kept the look, they kept the engine going, you know, they lost last year to our guy on the, in the semis, you know? So I think they're actually in a better, they're actually playing better brand of basketball than they were at this time last year. Uh, so, you know, definitely shout out to BT guys like Jaden Toppins who came in and he's a 2023 that's been having a fantastic season is become mm-hmm. is emerging as a high major prospect. Yep. Uh, Brandon Walker is a steal for UTA. <laughs> uh, great, great pickup. Yeah. Great. UTA just did a hell of a job evaluating and seeing it early. Uh, shout out to which, Snoop. Shout out to GY. Which shout, which shout out to Greg Young, even though he's year one, phenomenal coach out the gate, probably had one of the hardest schedules in the country. Oh, Absolutely. They've done a great job in conference play. Uh, I think they're sitting right at three and one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. They lost to uh, Georgia State or Southern, and like the yeah, buzz. and got a big win against Troy, who who had won like six in a row coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, former head coach Scott Cross, but I think Gy and Scott Cross, for that matter, have both always done a good job of kind of evaluating some of those gyms. Uh, right. And you know, we all know uh, the, the the twins went and played there. Didn't take a ton of evaluation on that one. That was more about you had to figure out how to get them to come right. to you. Um, but I'm drawing a blank on the former Showtime Gorilla that played in the NBA. Um, Hervey. Hervey. Oh, J- uh, uh, J- is, that, is it Jacob? Keaton uh, Hervey, right? Keaton, yeah, Keaton Hervey, yeah. Um, one of those guys that uh, played it, playing in the NBA more or less, border back and forth. But, I mean, nobody was really thinking about that dude. Right, right. The NBA player. So, I give them credit for for evaluating the way they do. I didn't mean to jump in on you. I got to, to give. Oh no, that's no, no. This is just kind of going back to what I was saying. Like I think you know that UTA did a hell of a job just with the evaluation on Brandon and being on him early before you know it could have gotten really crazy. Right. Um, but yeah, taking, like yeah. taking a chance on high school kids. I say taking a chance recruiting high school guys and being certain you want to sign them is different now than it's been. You know, most of the time you took a bigger class of high school guys early than so now the guys you zero in on you know you really really want right uh, so credit to them for, for zeroing on him speaking of texas we'll talk about some texas alums doing it big at the college level um i'll start out with mine and and say uh who do i got written down here man let's see what i know so mike mike we got to give mike mike his props uh oh yeah mike miles jr uh playing over at is it junior I'm, i want to make sure make sure I'm um sure. he may be a sophomore he's a sophomore no, no, I'm saying, is it Mike Miles Jr.? Mike Miles Jr., yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So Mike Miles is up at uh, TCU playing his sophomore year. Obviously had his USA experience as well with Kenneth Loft, another Texas guy. Uh, had a phenomenal freshman year, and he's taking the next step. I mean, that first half against Baylor, he arguably, you could have said he was the best player on the floor right. uh, in the first half when they played at home. You were at the game. so you Yeah, he, he was. Players. Yeah, uh, that's what I evaluated from watching from from from, uh, from afar. And, uh, you know, he's just having a big season. Obviously, playing against Baylor is no easy one for anybody. But to do it on that stage at home, I uh, just want to give a shout-out to him as he keeps taking the next steps. Uh, sometimes guys have great freshman years, and it's hard to follow that act. 
they have a more loaded team this year, I think, so they don't have to put quite as much on the shoulders, but he's still playing at an elite level. So shout out to uh, Mike Miles Jr. from TCU. And then I got one more. Uh, I'm going to go H-Town area. Uh, I've talked about him on one of our other shows with the WAC um, All Access Hoop Show. But uh, Savion Flag has played really, really well, and he deserves uh, a lot of credit. Another team that didn't get off to a great start, Sam Houston right. State, to start the year. Um, just kind of figuring out the new team, new guys coming in, gelling, chemistry, the whole nine. But uh, he's played really well. They're three and one. He's leading the whack in scoring. Uh, and he's also rebounding at a high clip, a Texas A&M transfer. Um, another one of those guys deep south from Houston area, but always been a good player. Just glad to see him doing his thing as a transfer from a high level, transferring down to kind of that mid-major level and doing his thing. So those are my two I wanted to shout out. Yeah, so my two, and those are going like because, like, like I said, Mike Miles was the best player in that first half in Baylor. Yeah, Baylor you, had you, a really, you, you had you had court side seats, is what I saw. I, I, I did not, but um, uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Tony Benford, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, um, you know, was the best player on the floor. I think he had like 16 points in that in the first half. I and say. Uh, you know, Baylor had a really game plan on him and slow him down because not that you know, TCU was going to win that fairly convincingly the way he was rolling. Um, you know, I got to see Sam Houston State play against UNT and uh and uh flag was was really good. You know, started shot it wasn't shooting it great at first, but got going, started making shots using his size. You know, he feels very comfortable. Um shot makers improved, shot creation, really like the fit for a Savian. Um yeah, all that. uh you know for you me I know you got an ace town one. Oh, yeah, I know. Antoine Davis, you know, just broke the uh, scoring record. I mean, just I mean, if you see the clips, just he's one of the most like electrifying and just fun guards to watch in college basketball because he can put up 35, 40 points like that. It ain't nothing. And, uh, you know, congrats on him for uh, winning. You know, for not for, well, they won the game, but also for uh, you know, all-time uh, leading score. Yeah, being the all-time leading scorer, and he's he's been fantastic. He's a kid that you know he's going to probably make a lot of money if it's not you know playing in the NBA and G League is going to be you know overseas route. I mean, guys like him that are just a bucket and just got a flamethrower. You know, they always uh, they always have opportunity to play. Uh, my second one would be Harrison Ingram. You know, uh, Stanford just beat uh, USC, who's the top five team in the country. Uh, 75 to 69, and he had 20 born points, 10 rebounds. You know, Harrison has been really, really good uh, this season. Scoring, rebounding, I know there's kind of questions on the shot, but, you know, now you're starting to really see him as a legitimate potential first-round draft prospect. I mean, I've been talking to guys and and, uh, and scouts, and they've, you know, they, they, they view him fairly highly. They think he can be anywhere draft from the 20 to 40 range. And, uh, you know, Harrison's just been fantastic. I really like how uh, he's been playing. He's doing what he did in high school, you know, using his size as a mismatch, you know, making plays on like side pick and rolls and open court, really making passes and even in the half court as well. So, you know, shout out to Harrison, you know, doing a fantastic job at uh, Stanford and, you know, making himself a legitimate, you know, if he continues to roll, could be a potential late lottery type guy. So, yeah, love to see, you love to see, uh, the Texas boys doing their thing at the next level. Uh, I think we pretty much covered everything, man. We got to get our for the culture moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to talk about. I'm gonna just go uh, straight up and go straight LeBron. It's hard for LeBron not to influence the culture because of who he is, right? Uh, and he and he intentionally 
does what he does. There's nothing that he does on accident. Um, obviously, uh, even just watching the shop and seeing how many people have come with their version of trying to do some type of podcast like that. Um, but this one, I just think it's uh, he just boldly just said, like, in an interview, like, I want my son in the NBA. You know? Yeah. <laughs> His wife was kind of taking the passive, like, you know, I'd like to see it, but, you know, just kind of right. wasn't really about saying it. LeBron just said, nah, I'm going to say it. I want my son in the NBA. I want to play next to me right here. So uh, I thought it was a cool thing for him just to go ahead and go ahead and put it out there. Uh, the young fella has the – if people think, oh, it puts pressure on him, he has the pressure no matter what. Right, right, right. There, uh, just from being who he is and who Sonny is. So uh, I just love that he went ahead and put it out there and said it. And to be honest, some people got frustrated with LeBron when he didn't just snatch up Carmelo and put him on the Lakers – a few years back, right, right. To get back in. He went Portland. It's all worked out this time around. But uh, I would say if anybody had the power to make it happen, whether he's actually an NBA level player or not, by other people's standard, LeBron has the ability to make it happen. He he's arguably the best GM in the in the NBA. <laughs> so that being said, <laughs> I would not be surprised. Uh, and shout out to D Wade. He he owns. He's a part owner of the Utah Jazz. His son plays for him uh, in their G League team there in Salt Lake. So um, yeah, if, if if Zaire Wade can do that and Dwayne can do that with his son, why can't LeBron get his son the NBA? So I wouldn't be right. shocked to see it. But that's my for the culture moment. I want to recognize. Yeah, LeBron is the best GM in the league for sure. <laughs> sure, sure. I, think, I think we all know that. And if you've ever seen the the comedy. Uh, the new guy on vi- that's going viral, the coach that's always mm-hmm. watching the film. Uh, there was one funny one that he had where LeBron was basically doing the film session. He's like, man, you a player like us. And he kind of gave him that look. So, anyway, if you haven't seen it, I forget what the dude's name is. But- yeah, I forgot his name. I saw it on uh, uh, Instagram. So the- yeah, definitely look that up. But for the culture, I'll, I'll shout out yours for the culture. All right. The Ballers Life podcast. Tell us all about it before we shut it down. Tell us about what the Ballers Life podcast is all about. Oh uh, yeah, so uh, me and my guy Ronnie Flores, I'm the co-host of In the Paint uh, podcast, uh, which is on the Ball Life uh, Network, and uh, talk about a array of things. You know, we will talk about you know uh, Antonio Brown, uh, the NIBC high school hoops, uh, college basketball, uh, NFL, NBA, Clay Thompson's return. We just put out our our li- our, our latest episode is going to be put out today. And then you'll see a clip that's uh, put out. But, uh, you know, it's it's fun. Like, you know, getting to talk about an array of things. And uh, I'm just excited about this opportunity to kind of uh, do work at the Ballside Podcast Network. You know, but, you know, I have my first opportunity for a show here. So uh, Inside High School Hoops with my man Brian Burton is always. Yeah, it's where it all started. Maybe it's where it all started. <laughs> yeah, it's where it all started. I saw Arnie started here. So, you know, uh, excited about it but you know i can't can't ever forget where it all started for sure yeah and you had the iso on a youtube series so if you haven't seen that please do uh, you gotta go check that out and i'm sure he's got some more stuff up his sleeve we don't know when it's coming or what's coming but i'm sure stay tuned yes stay tuned as always uh and we'll be back we'll have some coaching interviews uh coming soon we will also uh still keep the episodes rolling but uh, in the meantime you know where to find us you know ani's always in the gym um yeah just clearing out so appreciate you joining us today and look forward to next episodes and next guests that we have on and yeah peace 
Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.